0: Good morning. It is Wednesday, August the 2nd, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your Wake Up Call. Beginning today, middle of the week, refreshing our consecration before the Lord. It's a new day. We have to wake up every single day from sleep. We have to wake up every single day into Jesus. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. and We're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, A Closing Zinger and our text is Romans chapter 16, verses 17 to 19. Hear now the word of the Lord. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. Just in case you thought it was all rainbows and unicorns from here on out, think again. Paul has a zinger to lodge and a bomb left to drop. It's kind of like unbuckling your seatbelt after the plane has landed and you're taxiing to the terminal. Don't do it. Instead, brace for impact. Well, You know, we've been using the Open English Bible translation in our Wake Up Call journal this past season. I am thrilled we gained permission to use our native translation, the New International Version, in our upcoming Acts journal. I do, however, appreciate very much the pull-no-punches nature of the way the Open English Bible translates verses 17 and 18. Hear it from our journal edition. I beg you, friends, to be on your guard against people who, by disregarding the teaching which you received, cause divisions and create difficulties. Disassociate yourselves from them. For such persons are not serving Christ, our master, but are slaves to their own appetites. And, by their smooth words and flattery, they deceive simple-minded people. There is a zinger. This is a zinger of a warning against false teaching and false teachers. From the first day to the present day, false teachers and false teaching abound, and it is among the gravest threats to the church and our churches. Please know this is not Paul warning the church in Rome that the Mormons have moved into the neighborhood. He is talking about church leaders and people who have been influenced by false teaching, errant doctrine, fake gospels, and the like. Notice something else. False teaching, while often cloaked in plausible shifts in interpretive methodology, are usually being driven by an attempt to accommodate or otherwise pave the way for the expansion of human appetites and novel ideologies concerning the human body, i.e., Gnosticism. Paul could not be any more clear on this point, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. That was the third jab. Here's the right hook. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. This is a constant warning Paul often issued to the churches. Remember when he said this in the letter to his young protege, Timothy, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. That's 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4. So, what's a Bible-believing, Jesus-following Christian to do, Paul? To the Romans, concerning false teachers and teaching, Paul is emphatic. Keep away from them, says the NIV. The OEB renders it even stronger. Disassociate yourselves from them. But why, Paul? What's the harm here? I mean, can't thinking people disagree on such matters? Doesn't it all come down to how you interpret the Bible? Have you looked at the science, Paul? We've heard of your harsh rhetoric concerning women in the church. Why should we be surprised about your other prudish prejudices? It's a classic tactic of those who can't win on the merits. Attack the witness, a.k.a. ad hominem. But really, why, Paul? Here's why. False teaching and false doctrine work like termites. They show up long before you have any idea of them, and they slowly, systematically destroy the house from the inside out. By the time you discover their presence, it is usually too late. Danger, Will Robinson. The Prayer. Abba Father, thank you for loving us. Enough to warn us of the things that will undo us, even when we don't understand. Yes, even when we disagree. Thank you for the courage of Paul and his tenacity to stand up to the enemies of your church and our souls. Thank you for the thankless love of so many over so many centuries who have stood at times against the whole world indeed, Athanasius Contramundum, praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The question, do you carry the urgency of Paul's concern about false teachers and false teaching, or do you have a more laissez-faire attitude? And for our hymn today, we're going to sing one from our seedbed hymnal we haven't sang yet here. It's called Take the Name of Jesus with you. You'll recognize it as a precious name. Let's sing all four verses. Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it. Then where'er you go, precious name, oh how sweet, hope of earth and joy of heaven, precious name, oh how sweet, hope of earth and joy of heaven, take the name of Jesus ever as a shield from every snare if temptations round you gather breathe that holy name in prayer precious name oh how sweet oh how sweet hope of joy and earth of heaven Precious name, precious name, oh, how sweet hope of earth and joy of heaven. Oh, the precious name of Jesus, how it thrills our souls with joy when his loving arms receive us. And his songs our tongue employ. Precious name, oh how sweet, Hope of earth and joy of heaven. Precious name, oh how sweet, Hope of earth and joy of heaven. At the name of Jesus bowing, falling prostrate at his feet. King of kings in heaven, will crown him when our journey is complete. Precious name, oh how sweet. Hope of earth and joy of heaven. Precious name, oh, how sweet, hope of earth and joy of heaven, well, boy, that's a classic that's one of the oldie oldies, but goodies, in fact, that's kind of what a hymn is, isn't it? Just thinking about how so many of these songs are being lost now to the generations and you know they don't fit the style that's current today which certainly is a fine style but my goodness the substance that's being missed and certainly many songs today that are being written are very substantive profound um so this is not an either or this is not a you know let's compare and talk about what we don't like and do like about the music. The Bible says to to instruct one another and admonish one another with all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I mean there's a a biblical place for the hymnity of the church and And the psalms and the spiritual songs. We need them all. And uh, I just feel like it's a small thing I can do every morning to lead a hymn out there with you. And and, you know, I hear, this is not just like older generations of people who miss the hymns and love singing them. I hear from people all the time about like their children, their 10-year-old, their 12-year-old singing the hymn with them on the wake up call podcast every every day that just thrills my heart so let's keep singing them and if you haven't gotten your seedbed hymnal order one today our great redeemer's praise cost us a fortune to make this thing and um We want these things out there. A lot of churches are saying, well, you know, we got screens now, and so we really don't need hymn books. We can project the words of the hymn on the screen. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Throughout the history of the church, the churches had two books. And you know what? They didn't keep them at the church for the longest time. People had the Bible, and they had the hymn book. And guess what? They brought them to church with them. People had their own hymn book at home. Because it wasn't just a one day a week kind of a song. So, yes, they sang them as families. They sang them together and they sang them in church. Churches, get a hymn book. This is an artifact, this is a tangible witness. People need to touch the book. They need to turn the pages. They need to see the numbers. They need to. To see the words and where they are on the page. And guess what? People do still read music. People need to see the notes. Get the hymn book in your sanctuary, please. I'm sorry. I'm 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 meddling now. I'm exhorting. I didn't know I was gonna go there today, but it's Wednesday, so you know sometimes we need a little bit extra to get us over the hump. We're coming down to the wire on Romans, aren't we? Got two more days. Two more days. And we're going to make them good. Then we're going to have a week where we're going to recap. I'm going to pick five readings from across the whole series. And there have been a bunch by now. And so we'll do that next week. And then the next week, we're cranking into Acts. Guys, pray for me. I may have a week off in there. At least, I mean, not a week off from like sewing for a Great Awakening, but a, a week off maybe from writing. But I got other things to write too, but pray for me, I need the the energy and the strength of the spirit to launch into this this session this season we're doing on Acts chapters one to fourteen. I'm counting on it. We're gonna have a good time, okay, guys. Get your seeds kind of bought a little time for you to maybe tie your shoes and and get ready to hit the door get your seeds. I'll look for you on the field today. I'm still out in Charleston sowing this week, appreciating your prayers very much for me and my, for me and my, my children. God bless you. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed.